RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system and our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Pavi correspond with Thalassica, and Pavi joins the task force. Athena charms her potential Mobius informant, Charles, and Zadal meets with Athena and Pavi very briefly to ask if he can come over later, looking shaken. The task force enters the waterfront address they were to investigate, and in the end gain nothing but substantial wounds for Pavi. Everything is on fire. You started it. There were two goons who have now disintegrated into this black dust. There was another shadow-covered Yara that assaulted you that has since burrowed into the ground and disappeared into a tunnel. There is a gaping black hole in the ground where he left. And before he left, he had created this inky, oily black barrier covering the exit door behind you, which still persists. The Yara had leached power from you, and the goons had basically beaten Pavi into incapacitation. Yeah, she's in a heap on the ground, and I'm very concerned. Yes, and they had busted up her arm pretty badly from what you could tell. Is it her tinkering arm? It is her dominant arm, which is her right arm. Her tinkering arm. So right now, uh, it is you, and Pavi is unconscious. How many wounds do you have? I have one wound and one fatigue currently. Athena, as you are trapped in this burning warehouse with your unconscious best friend, feels kind of familiar, I would like to grant you conviction. You haven't had any for a while. You probably should have at least one other time, but you get a point of conviction for this win slash loss that just occurred in this pivotal moment where your friend went down, but you pulled through. It does seem like it's tending more towards a loss in Athena's mind right now. But hey, right, you're still both alive and not in like mortal danger. There's a lot of fire. There's a lot of fire. But nothing's like, like, but the fire isn't conscious and trying to stab you. That we know of. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. We pick up with combat having just ended. It's hot. It's dark. We do have those ventilators on, though. Do those help at all? Oh, you do have ventilators on. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Um, Then, yeah. I mean, you have ventilators on. You're not going to have any problems breathing here. But we will have problems burning to death. Yeah, that's not going to help you. Yeah, probably not. My main concern is Pavi currently. Uh-huh. Is there... Like, I need to get her somewhere that's not here. Mm-hmm. So can I get her... Can I carry her? I don't know how much Pavi weighs. Generally speaking, you can usually carry somebody at, like, half your movement speed. Okay. Or drag somebody along at half your movement. 
Could I fireman carry her? Yeah, Pavi is physically a little bit smaller than Athena. Probably similar weight or slightly lower, but she's very dense. Mm. Or she's very scrappy. But yeah, you can, even with a, a noodly strength... Well, you have a, you have a D6. I have so a D6. You, okay, so you're actually stronger than Pavi for... Oh, wow. Yeah, you can definitely lift Pavi and carry her. Okay, cool. I get her up on my shoulder, because freaking out's not going to help anybody. Even though that's really all she wants to do right now. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of bad things just happened. Yeah. And this whole lead is just a fucking bust now. So she gets her over her shoulder. So you you go to to move Pavi. And Pavi is unconscious, so she doesn't cry out in pain or anything like that. But her her right arm is definitely hanging at a bad angle. Oh, it's, it's moving in ways it shouldn't. You Well, you, you can make me a healing check. An untrained healing? If you don't have it, I it would be not. untrained. Or if you have, like, a knowledge... Science for biology oh, or something like that. I do not. Go ahead and roll it. That's a. Uh, that's not enough. And yeah, it looks bad, but you don't really know what it what's going on. But cool. it looks it looks bad. I want to try and keep it stationary. I feel like Athena would have that presence of mind about her, just so it doesn't fuck it up further. I don't know if I want to call for a roll on that because like, Pavi's not going to wake up and scream if you move it wrong because she's literally incapacitated. Yeah. Can I have, like, her upper arm pinned against my neck or something? Yeah, as, I mean, I, I think you can carrying do her? something like... Let, let's let's have you make make me an agility roll to see if you can safely move her without messing up her arm or anything like that. So that's a no. So you, uh, you get Pavi up and you pin her arm behind your neck and you've got her in a fireman's carry. She's heavy and like a ragdoll sack of potatoes. Athena doesn't know where there's another exit, but she needs to start looking for one because Athena doesn't think she can get out yeah. with her f- general fucked upness to do a teleport, especially to somewhere she mm-hmm. can't even see. Yeah, and how are your PowerPoints doing? Oh, they're uh, gone. At zero. Right? They're at okay. zero. So it is, it is hot, and Athena is sweaty, and Athena doesn't have PowerPoints, and mm-hmm. she's kind of hurt, okay, but so- she needs to get Pavi out. Oh, shit. I mean, as, like, as a person who is linked and knows about how Cory powers function at a base kind of level, would she be able to determine a duration? How long a barrier would last, even if it's a fucked up looking one? Yeah, I think I think so. Go ahead. Would and that be a common knowledge? or a... I think for this one, probably just a common knowledge is appropriate. Sure. For knowing, like, that sort of thing. And I'll give you a plus two because you have an arcane background. Okay. Five. Okay, yeah, with a five, you know how your stuff functions, Mm -hmm. and that usually you need to be in the same area as an effect that you've created to, like, maintain it, you know, concentration or maintain the effect, and that you can invest additional effort and power into your stuff after you've created it but again it you know you need to be there to do it so if he's gone he's gone as far as you know so if he fled and he you know made this thing it stands to reason that it's not going to stick around for too much longer so right as you're getting back up to the front and you're standing there just trying to figure out how do i get through this thing you see cracks start to form in the darkness, <sighs> like little pinpricks of light start going in it, and it starts moving outward, almost like a bubble is being popped, and the material is stretching away from that point of origin, like an inverted void almost, oh, except neat. it's starting to fill with space instead of emptiness. 
I know she can't hustle any faster, but I feel like she tries. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine Athena standing there with Pavi and Fireman's carry, standing in front of where the door should be, mm -hmm. watching this wall of darkness slowly fill away, just sort of bouncing and bobbing there like, come on, come on, come on. But yeah, you give it just a couple moments longer and it, it fades away and there's just sort of a sizzling in the air, a weird tar-like smell Ew. sort of persists all of this. But yep, the door's there. You can go out. Fuck, we do. We do that. All right, you manage to negotiate your way through the door while holding Pavi, and you're back into the Caldonics afternoon air. She immediately sends up two flares from her flare gun. Okay. She would like support and backup. Okay, so I think support's probably a green one. Like Makes medical. sense. I and figure backup's just regular yellow yeah, for reg standard fair. regulators. I don't think she needs a pacifier at this point. Sure. And are you holding Pavi still on yep. your shoulders? Okay. So yeah, you get your gun out, you aim into the air, there's a click, and then a, a of smoke as it shoots off into the air. I think she air. watches it. And she puts Pavi down, but far enough away from the burning building. Sure. That just tries to gent just gently put her down. Mm -hmm. Wants to busy herself trying to check her vitals, though she knows nothing about anything with that bullshit. Mm -hmm. The flare, the colored trails of both the flares immediately imprint into the mist. You said you wanted to check on Pavi and stuff? Yeah. All right. Are you just trying to determine her condition? Yeah, or? just seeing if she's like... If she's in mortal peril, because Athena doesn't know. Yeah, that's fair. This is sort of a continuation to what you've already done, but you're out of imminent peril, so I think you can give her a little bit more of a once-over. It's mm -hmm. still going to be D4 minus 2 because you're not trained in healing, uh, but healing is going to tell you what is good. Nothing. Um, Nothing. You're looking at her. Uh, her face doesn't look too bad. You know, she's got a couple of smaller... Uh, welts, I'll say, and just red marks where maybe she was hit or struck. And overall, she looks like she's in one piece. Good. But you look at her arm and it is mangled in a bad way. Oh, um, God. You, you really don't know if it's permanent. You don't know uh, to what extent this is going to hurt or affect her. You can tell that she's breathing, but she's out and the arm is, is not doing well. I do not want to try and wake her up at all. As long as she can stay asleep or passed out, it's going to be better for her. So Athena just sits in front of her waiting for help because she can't help at all. Yeah. Athena, you have fired off the flares. You're checking on Pavi. You have her slumped against another building nearby. Or... I have her laid down right next to a building. So she's out of the way for when people come, but okay. easily accessible for people that can help. Gotcha. And your general plan is to just wait here until mm -hmm. people get here? Okay. Can you roll me a notice, please? Yes. That's a two. You're waiting here and you're looking around and even through the thick mists, you can see the tall, dark spire in the center of the city. And maybe even this far away, you can see almost an imperceptible shifting as it rotates and then two dark forms jumping off the top. Nice. And maybe heading this direction. Oh, I hope so. Another minute or two goes by, there are a couple of pedestrian citizens who come running from one end of the block, having seen the smoke. Uh -huh. A couple of them are holding firearms, just looking around. Firearms? Mm -hmm. Like ballistic firearms? 
is no, or Corey okay cool sanctioned firearms cool weapons. she she thought she was gonna have to make some arrests yeah no uh, a couple of them come running from the end of the block i think three of them and uh these guys are dressed just like day laborers mm -hmm. like maybe they were just passing the street and saw the smoke you know one of them uh is leading the pack he looks like maybe he's human ori he runs up to you and he says what's going on fire in the warehouse areas locked down proceed with your day we have regulators on the way you say that, and he, he listens. Clear people off if you can. Yeah, he listens attentively and nods to and says, Sure, you got it. Turns, waves the other two off, and kind of points back in the other direction, and you hear him shouting some things about getting people together and, you know, keeping them away. Thank you. And he nods to you as he turns and, and hustles away. As this is happening, within 30 seconds to a minute, you can see two forms swooping down out of the mists in the sky, much as you and Pavi had done. Athena's eyeline is just on them. One of them is a medic. On their armor, like, they have whatever badge they have, but they have white trim instead. Okay. Of, like, color trim. Sure. So it's easier for people to see them if they're paying attention, but yeah, it doesn't but really detract yeah. if you're just a, a rando person. I like that. That makes sense. So yeah, uh, one of them is a medic and uh, lands, they take off their helmet. You can tell it's a woman. Mm -hmm. So the medic is uh, a human woman. Mm -hmm. She has medium cut auburn hair pulled back into a ponytail, sort of pale washed out skin. Gotcha. And uh, lands, helmet comes off, notices you over there, and immediately rushes over, stowing her gun. She's got a, a side satchel she pulls out and says, what's going on? Regulator Pavi got hurt. We need assistance. I don't know how bad she's hurt, but her arm is substantial. She's she's unconscious. It's... Ugh, I don't know what to do. Can I help at all? And sort of shoes you off to one side and moves in. And as that's happening, uh, the other regulator swoops in. Their helmet remains on. They have a telescoping staff that they pull out, and it sort of snaps out, and they twirl it, and the bladed tip sort of slings out on the end. Mm -hmm. And they come over and offer you a silent nod and then just sort of look around and keep a perimeter and the medic starts asking you more questions and says how did this happen uh two two men were stomping her they got her to the ground just just stomping and i couldn't get there fast enough because there was another combatant who got away she nods to that and she she goes about you know looking at her athena's She's, pacing back and forth the woman goes through basic spot check medical routine you know Pulls up the eyelid, has a little light, flashes it under there, see if there's movement, checks for pulse, just goes through and does a lot of stuff that you don't understand because you don't have any healing. Right. So, continues in silence, and the other one who has the bladed staff starts to question you. And as this is happening, there are two more squads that fly out, Ooh. down out of the mists in their wingsuits and land in varying degrees of hardness. I think three of them do pretty well, and then a fourth one sort of skids a little bit longer. You know, not every time's perfect. Windmills and comes to a stop, but they're all uh, they're all carrying Corey submachine guns, and they uh, pull up the guy with the uh, the spear, sort of waves them over. What's going on? Where is everything? Everything is inside. We need to get these fires out before it spreads. There's a tunnel. We need to collapse it or something. Combatant fled. He went down there, but he can burrow. So yeah, you say maybe that. he's gone. I don't know. You say that, and he nods to you, and he uh, turns and takes a couple of steps towards the extra regulators who came down and starts barking orders and pointing around and waving, things like that. And then um, the medic says, uh, well, she's alive, but we need to get her back. Okay. The guy with the spear comes back to you and says, come with us, we need your help. 
he takes the front and goes towards the warehouse, which is now sort of pluming black smoke out of it. Yeah. Uh, and as you guys are moving towards it, there is uh, a crowd of citizens coming from the opposite end of the street again, where those three guys mm-hmm. had come. And they're all dressed very similarly to the one. And you see the guy at the front is the same one who had talked to you earlier. And he uh, points over at the warehouse and is much like the regulator, sort of waving his arms and commanding the people coming with him. And he points out towards the waterfront. And you see them fan out and they basically make a long line. And a bunch of them just start basically using Cory-related powers to siphon water Uh, from the waterfront onto the warehouse. They're so good in East City. They're so good here. Oh, much more put together. Yeah. They start to do that. The other four regulators with the firearms continue moving to the warehouse and like with you. Mm-hmm. And the guy with the the spear goes off to talk to the group of citizens and sort of coordinate with them. So you move towards the warehouse with the four with firearms. Mm-hmm. How would you like to handle that? What do you do? I give them a rundown on the situation. Just that there's fire, but we need to do a sweep to look for anything suspicious. Okay. I don't think she wants to specify that she started the fire at this time or place. Nobody nobody asks you at this time or place. If Um, they knew Athena, they might. Yeah, so you you get inside the door with them. That gaping hole is still there. Two of them fan out and go to do a deeper sweep of the warehouse. And they move quickly because there's fire everywhere. Yeah. And they saw everybody coming from the waterfront, so it's probably going to be put out before too long. As you start to fan out, the shutter garage door starts to go up mm-hmm. and the guys move in to start putting out the fires more. Good. They come back quickly from the end of the warehouse and sh- sort of shake their heads, indicating there's nothing back there. Oh, good. And then everybody congregates around the hole and they look to you and said, went down here. Yep. I do not think anybody should go in after him. They look at you and then the one looks back at the other ones and shrugs and he jumps in. Cool. I think three of them go in total, and a fourth one just stays up here to help keep the area secure. You're not going to catch him. He was really fast. This is a fool's errand. We just need to close it off. You hear a voice come from down there, and it's sort of on a speaker, projecting, like, you're probably right, but we got to check. It's fair. That's what they do, so. Fair. They're going to go and sweep the tunnel. All right. She's going to look around where that voice was coming from while they're doing that. You go to the back of the warehouse. You get back there. You take a look around. It looks like it's just a warehouse. You can probably surmise that it was an ambush. Mm-hmm. Yep. As to the specifics, I'll leave that up to you. She returns to the hole, but she's not going in there. Yeah, I think you spend a couple minutes looking around, and by that time, uh, the three guys come back up out of the hole. And, Anything? Uh, yeah, the one comes back, he shakes his head, and he says, It goes off a little bit, but it's caved in. Probably just didn't want us following it. Probably. Wouldn't be the first time something nasty tunneled over. That'd be my guess. Yeah. You might not know, but why Why is this warehouse... Why does it have a dirt floor? Is that standard out here? I don't know. And if he doesn't know, Athena will go outside to ask the the called leader of the people. Sure, yeah. I think the, uh, the regulator shrugs and says, Honestly, I don't know. It's... I mean, sometimes places have dirt floors. Yeah. Maybe it was just cheaper for him. Maybe. It was really easy to ambush us from here, though. So Athena's walking back up towards the front of the warehouse, and I think she notices that her sword and her shield are just laying on the floor still. She's like, oh, fuck, I've forgotten about these in this moment of stress. But I believe that because those came from her grandmother Mm -hmm. and they're special and they're part of her. But, you know, it's also her best friend. So I think in Athena's panic and her concern that 
It definitely makes sense to me. Yeah. So I think she maybe a little hurriedly scoops him back onto her arms where they belong and grabs Pavi's Tomfa too, because she did not think to grab those at all. Pavi will remember that. <laughs> oh, good. You go out to the uh, the citizen who had been organizing the others, and he uh, answers the same question mm-hmm. regarding the dirt floors, and he says, it really depends on the building. You know, it's uh, everything out here, if it's just for storage and things like that, it's not uncommon for it to be dirt. It's more cost-effective. I mean, it makes not, sense to me, but... Usually not things poking about trying to eat it. I mean, I know a lot of this is solid rock out here, so I didn't know how common a, a dirt floor is. I guess it just depends, right? just depends as far as i know all right uh, i'm regulator sedaris just gonna keep this area quarantined for now thank you for your help oh of course gotta look out for each other down here oh we really do is your friend gonna be okay oh god i hope so well, me too i'm gonna go check on her if that's okay yeah yeah go ahead and she does how's she doing is she awake is she asleep yeah, the the medic has repositioned her a little bit, seems to have brought out basically a splint mm-hmm. attached a splint to her arm and is just trying to keep it in place. She looks up to you and says, well, I think she's going to be okay, but we need to wait for the meat wagon. Okay, I want to wait with her. Can, is it okay if I just go with her? Sure. I, I can escort her back then. Sure. Everything, uh, everything wrapped up in there? Uh, Get your backup? As wrapped up as it's gonna be. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Could have been a lot worse. It could have been. You okay? Let me take a look at you. Oh, oh, I did get hit. I forgot. It's more common than you'd think. She smiles at you. She wiggles her shoulder to see if it hurts, and it does. You do that, and she sort of smacks you on the other arm with the back of her hand. Just says, when did that ever help anything? Never. (laughs) It's never helped. It hasn't. She takes a look at it. So that was from uh, when he had clawed you in the arm, right? Yeah, as a it was an opportunity attack. Mm, that's right. She looks at it and she says, "This is deep." Oh no! It, it'll it'll be okay. It should heal fine. It's it's very clean, precise. Looks like it was a maybe a blade. It was a yara. Oh yeah. Even so, this is this is precision. It's usually not this clean. Sometimes it, you know. More like a pincher claw. It's jagged. Those are worse. Those are way worse. That does sound like it'd be worse. Mm. You're lucky. I mean, <laughs> it's no Rasmus, but... Oh, man. If Athena could just get healed herself to get Pavi back to the spire to have Roja do her mm-hmm. thing, I think that's what Athena would like to do. Without being rude to a medic. So being like, hey, don't worry about her. Fix me. Well, she splinted the arm, and that was something she was worried about. Mm -hmm. She didn't know what condition she was in or if she was Mm -hmm. even fit to be moved. But now that it seems like she is okay to get back to the spire, at least, Mm -hmm. she wants maybe a healing in a facility. So I think um, I'm going to make a roll for this medic. Okay. I think this this is an average medic, so it's not going to be a wild card. I think an average medic would probably have a D8. Does that seem about right? Probably. Like I mean, if that's their job. Yeah, it's their job. So uh, would you like to roll a D8? I think you should roll it. Me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's be a D8 minus your wounds. Just one. D8 minus one. Five. Okay. So it's a success. So she's going to heal your remaining wound. I think it's just a tube of Metagel mm-hmm. okay, right so, in yeah. there. Maybe sure. it doesn't always take... Or maybe, maybe there's like a super glue. Oh, yeah. 
yeah like a, me- a mega glue She'd an ultra glue very very good glue just sort of like solders your skin back together she's looking very pointedly away mm-hmm. as this is all happening sure but oof. she gets that in there and it feel if you if you poke it maybe it's like a little, a little squishy tender. or a little oh tender. gross i hate that blah but- <laughs> <laughs> blah <laughs> that's what my heart said yeah, you're good you're good okay um but yeah she gets you fixed up and she gives you a smile so yeah, the uh, meat wagon swings around a corner and starts coming down uh, this road. And I imagine that this is this block is just straight. Mm-hmm. The roads are straight. There's a little bit of space. Maybe all of the warehouses or lockers are just lined up mm-hmm. next to one another. And maybe there's a bank on the other side facing them too. So it's just a strip of these storage units. I imagine that a lot of the shorter buildings in this area have roofs where they grow those light mushrooms on them oh that's cool so like each one has its own ambient kind of light around it that's really cool i like that a lot maybe different colors who's to say so the uh domba which is basically a large ram with metal wool comes cantering around a corner comes to a stop in front of you guys and just the clop 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 of its hooves and the regulator Athena gets just a little bit of a dopamine hit when she sees that domba come around the corner (laughs) she loves him so much yep that's what she needed to pull through. Yeah. And it's a, it's a large cart. And they look around quickly and say, anyone else? Just, just her? Just her. Right. And they quickly get her loaded onto the cart and you are permitted to climb up as well. Excellent. The medic would probably come with the us, The medic right? is coming too. I think the other regulator, the medic's partner probably stays with medic as well. So you guys all, all go back together. But the other four regulators with their firearms stay on scene to just sweep things. Yeah, Zena gave them their orders, so... I think meat wagons are we, not the I, fastest. I, I've been calling it the meat wagon kind <laughs> of facetiously because this is like the equivalent of their ambulance. Yeah. It gets there quickly. It navigates the streets pretty fast and it can carry things. So they must have some some kind of shocks on this bitch, though. I think that means there's definitely an art to driving it then because you yeah. can like do some wide drifting turns and things like that. But. The driver makes their way back towards the spire with quick haste. You guys swing through the streets. I think there's definitely the same level of preference shown to these carts that there would be to an ambulance in our day and age. Gotcha. It's getting around. And I think there are medical centers scattered throughout the city, a couple yeah. of them at least. I don't know if we have them labeled. We have a couple. Yeah, there's one um, right, right along. Right under the shard. Wow, from where you guys are, you're kind of equidistant between a number of them. Like, there's a clinic here, there's one there, there's one there, there's one at Central, there's one by the bubble. Mm-hmm. You're equal from a lot of them, but maybe you make the call and mm-hmm. say, like, take her back to the spire. Like, you she got the medics. Help. You got the medics' professional opinion and that she was not about to die, um, that she was, like, stable but needed assistance. So it's not like you have to get to the closest one. Right. So if Athena's preference was take her to Roja, mm-hmm. then you guys can that do that. That would definitely be her preference. So yeah, you guys get back to uh, the spire, just a lot of hooves clopping on there, and just the whoop, whoop, whoop as you guys I sail around the corner. Athena was sitting next to wherever Pavi was laid out the whole time, and uh-huh. she's got her unfucked up hand in hers, just mm-hmm. holding it in case she wakes up. Really worried, but less, a little less worried, but still very worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's still out. And the cart pulls to a stop right below the spire, so you're like underneath where all the spider legs are, sort mm-hmm. of on that first level. Those big old columns. Yeah, the columns. And then uh, the bank of elevators that you can take up. Um, The medic helps you to load her off of cart. Maybe the cart also has like a hover stretcher. Mm, Makes sense. Just lay her down on. 
Thank you. I got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no problem. Glad we could help. Me stay, too. Stay safe out there. Shit, yeah, we're, we're gonna do our best. Mm. And they move off to take a different elevator, presumably going back to Spire Duty. Yeah, you take her up to the main lobby, I think. You can go over to the counter. Roll for Rebexy. Let's see if it's Rebexy. She can't be there all the time. Like, she's yeah, not a robot that's no. just plugged in. She's a person, she's, so... Uh, what, what, am I just rolling Let's evens or odds? Evens or odds. Evens, Rebexy, odds. No, it's Rebexy. It's Rebexy. Okay, so Rebexy is there, and she's got her massive cords that she has kind of for hair, and she's tapping away at her computer, and you wheel Pavi in on the stretcher out of the elevator. Yep. What do you do? Hey, Rebexy, can you let, um, can you let Roja know that Pavi needs medical assistance, uh, and I'm taking her down? Oh, yes, of course. Is everything Okay. Ah, uh, hopefully it will be very soon. And she looks at Pavi, who is still very unconscious, I assume, and then back at Rebexy, very worried. Yeah, you do that, and she says, oh, oh, of course, go. Yep, going. And you look and back she does. And you see her moving quicker and pressing some buttons, and uh, before you head off, Rebexy says, no, don't take her to, um, don't take her to the workshop. Take she- her to one of the medical rooms. What floor? Fourth floor. Uh, she will go to the fourth floor. Yeah, as you're uh, going back to the elevator and taking it up, you see Rebexy pressing some buttons and going from there. Cool. And the elevator ride is silent. And short. Well, almost silent. I hope. It's relatively short. I think it feels like it takes a while. You know what? Make me... Make me a spirit roll. Yeah, I probably need to. Including your fatigue. Not your wound, because that got healed. Eight. Yeah, I think this is a moment where you're still pushing back against that claustrophobia, but you're more worried about Pavi, but both of those anxieties coinciding. Yeah, they sort of clash together, and there's a moment where you feel like you're on the edge of panic, but you you rein it in and you center yourself. How do you center yourself? How do you stay focused? Holding Pavi's hand. Yeah, I think uh, you... Just feeling that she's still got a pulse and Mm -hmm. everything's gonna be okay, maybe. Yeah, you're in this uh, quiet elevator, and there's the the slow ding-ding of the floors as they pass, uh, and the very soft hum of energy from the the hover stretcher that Pavi is laying on. And you look down, and she's unconscious, but looks peaceful. And give her a, a squeeze, and everything's going to be okay. And the elevator dings and opens. And you head on in. I think um, Rebexy probably told you a room number. Let's say 403 was the room number. 403 sounds good. And uh, you push down this hallway and they're all very clearly labeled and you're at 403 before you know it. I wheel her in. Just, is there a chair to sit in? Yeah, there's a chair to sit in. And I think this is probably just a pretty basic looking hospital type room. Um, The spire is not set up to be a long-term facility. So they have these sort of... It's a triage area. Yeah, it's like a triage area. So there's a couple of these rooms set up just in case of emergencies or catastrophe or things like that, but it is not meant to function like a hospital. So you come in here and there is basically a normal hospital bed, but I think these are also retrofitted to sort of accept the hover stretchers when they come in. Oh, they can just slot it right in there. Yeah, so you just slide it right in. Just all in one type thing clicks in and Pavi sort of jostles a jostles bit. thank you that's the word I was looking for she jostles a bit and then is motionless and there is a chair that you can sit in and no one else here yet okay Athena pulls the chair over as close to the stretcher as possible and she's still holding onto her hand she doesn't know what else to do mm-hmm. 
I think she just lays her head on the railing of the bed as she, like, just kind of her forehead rests on it while she's there, mm-hmm. just waiting. Yeah. The metal's cool, and this floor is quiet, just like the elevator was. There's not much uh, movement or activity here. I feel like her ears are probably ringing. There's probably. no way she doesn't have tinnitus mm-hmm. by the, at this point in her very stressful life. Yeah. And uh, I think that scene holds for just a little bit longer until you can hear the elevator dings again back in the hallway somewhere. Ooh, she gets tense. And you hear uh, footsteps um, like jogging, if not running. You hear them come down the hallway and Roja bursts into the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, her gray-green ponytail is flopping behind her. She's dressed in her lab coat. She has like slim-fit jeans on, a black tank top. And she is already pulling gloves on. And she comes into the room and she looks all business. Just straight face. Everything's good. In charge. She snaps the gloves on and starts moving in. Um, There's a closet off to one side Mm -hmm. that she flicks open with a practiced motion and pulls out a cart with just just laden with supplies and tools and things like that. Mm -hmm. And pushes it around and she sees you there and says, what happened? She was attacked by two two people they had her on the ground they just they just kept kicking her blunt force trauma i think that was it i don't think they had any they didn't have any weapons she's moved into the room uh all four of her extra appendages are sort of in motion whether they're adjusting the table itself or helping to reposition roja so she can keep her hands free that sort of thing. Athena uh, scooches away from the bed to let her to, to not get in any sort of her way. Yeah, you do that and Roja is uh it's not like she's paying you no mind. Like she's acknowledged your presence she, and she knows that you're there and you've gotten out of her way sufficiently that you she doesn't need to address you for that. Yeah. So she's just focusing on uh, the important aspects of the moment. Roja gets to work and uh you see her doing her normal fare just moving things around uh she picks up and mixes a couple of small chemicals in a beaker as you're watching just pulls them out of the cart uh there is a syringe you know needle um she's got tape just moving things around she seems to be leaving the splint where it is for the most part mm-hmm. but just examining her and asking you questions do you need extra hands um I'm, I'm no Iva but I got I got two of them no i think i will be fine Thank you. Okay. Where did this happen? Where? Yes. Um, waterfront address we were investigating. It was an ambush. They knew we were coming. Were there any foreign contaminants? I don't think so. There was a Yara... <laughs> there was a Yara, too, um, who was... I don't know if they were made of these shadows or if they were just covered in them, but the other people were covered in them, too. But they were definitely still mostly people. But I don't... I don't know if that's a contaminant or if it's Corey. I don't know what it was. Was she stabbed? Injected with anything? Not that I saw. She was just... They they had her in a grapple. And they were just... Just pummeling her. There's a long silence before she asks. Have you sustained any significant injuries? No, they got me fixed up. I got a... I'll Good. And then uh, from there, I think it just continues in silence for a couple of minutes as she's looking around and just examining Pavi and moving things around. Roja is going to make a healing roll. She's going to cast healing. Would you like to make that roll for? Oh, sure. What is it? 
d8 psychology roll. Uh, this, I believe this is also combated by the negative healing modifiers. Five. I'll use a Benny, because she has two, right? Just As two a bennies. wild card. Yeah. I'll use one of her Bennies to try on a, a re-roll. Okay. See how that goes. Okay. Can I use her second Benny? Yeah, sure. That's a seven. Okay, so still just one success. So I'm going to say that maybe just in the time it takes Roja to do this, it's too late to try additional times. Gotcha. So just, That's fine. She gets her one heal. So you're watching uh, Roja go about these, you know, her tasks and looking through there, and she, she opens her mouth mm-hmm. and sort of reaches inside her mouth and pulls out this long, uh, it almost looks like a long needle. Just like long, just pulls it out. Looks like from under her tongue. She grimaces a little bit, but yeah. does not say anything. And she's holding it there, and you can see this thing is wet. Like, there's a little liquid on there. And she holds it up to the light just to look at it, and then messes with a couple of things on her table. And then you watch her take it out and look at Pavi's arm and sort of adjust it. And then she just drives it Ooh. into Pavi's arm. And you can see there is a uh, discoloration under the surface of Pavi's skin. Maybe it's like a green checks out and then, yeah, she's a pretty and then green it lady spreads through her skin and you can see there's a little bit of motion under the surface of the like skin maybe a couple of her bruises look a little better something like that well i think she's going to be all right but she certainly sustained a significant injury to her arm yeah she has but she'll recover can, can the arm be fixed yes i believe so okay good oh it has been broken but Medical science is much better than it used to be, especially when we have a quick response team such as this. I've seen worse. Good. At least it was relatively in one piece. Yeah. I think Athena, she's she's pretty checked out right now. Rosia turns around and she still has her gloves on. Uh, she does. She's got, I don't want to say rigid posture. It's more, it's not relaxed. It's business-like. Her hands are... Uh, in front of her, they're more clasped or sort of held together, like they're not crossed. It's right. not an aggressive posture or anything like that. Well, I'm glad you're both in one piece. You don't look well, Athena. I don't feel very well right now. What do you need? I don't... I... I think you start to waffle and she moves in s- slowly and sort of softly and says, Just relax. And she starts to examine you and just sort of pulls out a flashlight and she's looking over you and just doing the once over, follow the light, etc, etc. I think you're in shock, Athena. It's not uncommon. The Yara stole my quarry. What do you mean he stole your quarry? He he took it out of me. It hasn't been an hour yet. Probably not. So I don't don't have that improved recharge or anything either. I don't think it's been a full hour yet. It's probably getting close, but... I think it's at the point where you still feel exhausted, but you can tell, like, your reserves are building back mm-hmm. up. So, like, you as a character know that this doesn't... It doesn't feel like it was a permanent right. wound or anything like that. He just... He took it, and I couldn't stop it, and I couldn't get us out. I... That's all I got. She pats you on the shoulder, and she says, It's all right, Athena. You did make it out. You're both alive. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, uh... Athena's pretty uncomfortable and also in shock, I guess. 
she fully expected Roja to be very, very angry with her. Mm -hmm. So this is a little bit of a throw for her. Uh, go ahead and make me a notice. Oh. Just with your fatigue, I guess. Uh, that's a four. Four with your minus one? Yep. Okay. Roja is... She looks tired. Mm -hmm. um, she certainly looks fatigued and exhausted. This is not Roja as you've normally seen her. You, you've seen Roja in a couple of different settings. You've seen her normal business as yeah. usual. Although at that time, she also knew who you were. Mm -hmm. And was... So maybe you got a little bit of a, a facade at that point. Right. You've seen Roja... Confused and angry. Confused and angry and angry. <laughs> and angry. And uh, other things. But I don't know that you've seen her quite like this before, where it's more reserved and just tired and not solemn, but soft-spoken and just very reserved. Okay. And she says, Ah, Athena, there's nothing you can do here. Nothing else you can do. I mean, I knew that. That's why I brought her to you. Good. Um, please go home and rest. Okay. You need to rest. I probably should rest. Are you going to be safe going home? Uh, well, I'm not going to wingsuit there, <laughs> so... You do get a little bit of a laugh out of her. It's a tired laugh, but it's... Nice. Nailing it. That's a good sign you can still make a joke. Mm-hmm. Good. Are you okay? Yes. Yes, I'm fine. I kind of wanted to stay until Pavi wakes up, but I don't know how long that'll be, and I actually, um, I have to go. I also do not know when she will wake up. It should not be too long. I will stay with her. I will make sure she knows that you got her here and that you are worried for her. I think she leans a little closer to Roja and, like, beckons her forward a little bit. She tilts her head in question, but leans in. Please keep her safe, because I don't know who else knew we were going to that address today. But some people, people here knew, and Pavi almost died. So, I don't know if she's safe. And I can't keep her safe. I'm a liability right now. I can't do anything. You say that, and um, Roja isn't looking you in the eyes. She's just sort of... Her ear is in front of your mouth, and she's listening, and she leans back and nods, and then looks to you and says, I will. She will be fine. Okay. Right well, now, you need to go home and take care of yourself. I think Athena nods, because going home does sound like a pretty, a pretty sensible thing to do in this situation. But I think she looks at Roja and says, I'm sorry. I lied to you so much before. I don't really want to lie to anybody. I think Roja is still watching Pavi as she responds, but she shakes her head and says, I understand why you did what you did. It's... it doesn't matter now. All we can hope to do is grow, get better, do better. I know I can trust you to be honest about stuff at this point. That earns you a raised eyebrow. Mm. Do you think Pavi would have been better off if I hadn't sent any cards? Because I just don't know. I come back in two weeks and she's almost dead. That's not what I wanted. Roja takes time. She considers this. Her arms are still crossed. She watches Pavi. 
Eventually, she looks back to you. I don't know, Athena. There is ultimately no use in speculating over what has already passed, aside from learning for the future. I don't believe that you would abandon her a second time. I don't believe that you would ever intentionally put her directly in harm's way. It's impossible for us to know if any of this would be happening, regardless of whether or not you had returned to the city. Mm. We don't know, Athena. Were you the catalyst? Are you the trigger? Is this all coincidental? We are cripplingly in the dark, and there are times when lack of information can get you killed. Bad intel. Pavi is strong, and she will be fine, but who's to say what will happen the next time? We need... We need to move faster. We need more. We need more allies. We need... And she, I think she, at that point, stops and sort of realizes that she's talking out loud about this at the spire when that's kind of previously been... Yeah. And she just sort of looks over to you and purses her lips, maybe a little, you know, chagrined that she was the one who was an idiot this time, but... I think Athena shrugs and throws up her hands and... She raises another eyebrow sort of in acquiescence to that, like, sure, yeah. I didn't think they'd have this specific med bay bugged for any reason, but you never know. We never know. There's a lot we don't know. But I know that I gotta keep... I don't know what I gotta do. I don't know. I gotta keep moving and keep doing stuff. Well, Athena, the way I see it, there are only two outcomes if we continue digging this hole. We win or we die? At its core, I think that is oversimplified, but accurate. Sometimes it helps to be reductive, I don't know. I was going to say something about treasure or something hidden, but... Treasure? <laughs> I don't know what you're digging. It was a... I'm tired. Yeah, me too. I think she gets up. But she does go over to Pavi one last time and give her hand another squeeze, and I think she kisses her head before she heads on out. Yeah, Roja stands by and watches you do this. I think uh, as you're moving to walk out, Roja is now standing and watching Pavi with crossed arms and a tired and worried expression, and uh, we have a shot of Athena walking out the door, and Roja turns to her and says, Be careful, Athena. I'm hearing that a lot these days. Thanks, Roja. And she gives you a maybe a slightly strained half smile yeah. and turns back to Pavi. Okay. So you are heading home? I think she stops by Rebexi first mm -hmm. and leaves a note for Bolt saying that the investigation didn't quite go as planned and uh, we both got a little hurt, so I'm going to take an early day and just go home and heal up for tomorrow. Okay. That's what she's yep. doing. You can hand that off to Rebexi and she'll uh, inform you that she'll pass that along on your behalf. Excellent. Now Athena's going to go home, I think. How do you get home? Uh, probably the highway. Highway? Cool. Yeah. I mean, the hub's right there. It's so it is. easy. It's convenient. It's centralized for that purpose. But you can get on there. You've got your pass or you've got your badge, which mm -hmm. basically doubles as a pass for you. Yeah. It's 
the middle of the day right now, so I think it is pretty busy. There's yeah. a lot of people going to or from work. Some people are just on their lunch breaks looking around, but for you, you're just tired in the core of your being. By this point, I think you would have probably recovered five power points. Maybe cool. like an hour has passed. So you, f- you feel it starting to come back to you. But like you're not, still. Yeah, you're no longer on your last legs, but you're still beat. You still have your fatigue. It's effort to even put one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. But with effort, you do make your way back to your home. Yeah, I hadn't thought about this, but I feel like she'd let she'd want to let Marv know. Oh boy, okay. You get back to the structure, which doubles as the Kaida Claw and your apartment, which is I, above. I feel like she started up the stairs and then that occurs to her and she's like, oh shit, and heads on into the shop. You head in, I think uh, right now it's empty, except for Marv. Rui is not here. She's probably still off to work at the mines. Like she do. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty standard shop. Uh, everything in here is metal or stone. Uh, there's a long, flat, sleek, clean table. I imagine it's chilly, too. Yeah, and you can, uh, I think you Maybe can see. Maybe that seeps upstairs. Maybe it's a little colder than it has right to be okay. upstairs because it just leaches through the floor a bit. Nice, I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe uh, there's some of those uh, plastic dangling door drapes you know what i'm talking about oh, they have like the strips I think of plastic I think, yeah right yeah, you know yeah what I'm about. i think so you know what I'm talking about. probably yeah uh, leading to the back room and you can see oh yes dull, i do know uh, i do know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a dull blue glow in the back room and you can hear movement and shuffling and things around there's a couple of carcasses on another table in the back of the room but if you wait just a moment Sekamorf comes out carrying a haunch of meat over his shoulder nice. and he slaps onto the back counter before dusting his hands off and turns back around to you and he is a large Nakir man, solidly built, definitely over six feet, maybe even getting closer to six and a half feet. Comically, much, much taller than He's Pavi. so big. He's a very large man. Uh, he's big, he's wide. Yeah. It, well, it's also mostly muscle. Yeah. He's, he certainly partakes he, he carries of his, it. He does, and he partakes of his own goods, but he still gets quite a workout. I kind of always have imagined, like, the physique of Teacher's Husband from Full oh, Metal yeah. Alchemist. That's Absolutely. what I've always had in my That's head for same. Marv. Same for me. Nice. Yep. He's got dark hair. His skin is like a deeper, almost like a purple, like a shade of purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got yellow eyes. You know, Maybe they're tinged more like yellow-orange. It's like a yellow-orange... Nakir, snake-like eyes, got the seams at the edge of his mouth. He's got shaggier black hair, a thicker beard. It's usually tied back in a bun when he's working. And he's got uh, a bloodied apron on. Hmm. But he turns around, he sees you with his dusting his enormous hands, and he says, um, Oh, Athena, it's good to see you, isn't it? Isn't it the middle of the day? What are you doing here? It is the middle of the day, Marv. Um, Javi got hurt. She's oh. okay. She's okay. But, um, she, Roja's looking after her. I just wanted to let you know. Oh. I, I kind of took a half day. Sure, um, well, if Roja's looking after her, then, uh, I'm sure she's in good hands. Yeah, that was my, my conclusion as well. Is she with you? Yep. Are you alright? No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna be okay. Um, but Roja said I'm in shock, so I'm gonna go upstairs and take a nap, I think, would be good. Oh, okay. Um, well, if you need anything, you know, you come down and you let me know. I will. It's going to be all right, Athena. Yeah, it will be. I'm sure. She, Pavi's, Pavi's okay, you said. Her, her arm's a bit messed up. You know, it's her working arm. So I'm concerned about that. 
Oh. Rosia didn't seem like she thought it would be a problem, but I, you know me, I tend to worry. Sure. Um, well, thank you for telling me. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you. No, of course not. Well, uh, where, where's, where's my daughter right now? She's at the spire. She's, uh, she's just being looked after. Sure. Um. Hopefully she'll be home. I, I don't know when. Rosia might bring her home later. I don't know. Okay. Well, if you know anything else, you'll tell me. Of course. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, uh, I'll make sure Mary knows. Smart. Good. Yep. Well, he, uh, he, you've successfully made him look a bit more worried. Excellent. But he, he's taken it in stride. Cool. Uh, if you don't have anything else you want to nope. talk to him about, he's not going to occupy your time. So. Cool. I think she sends her love to Pavi's mom and, of course, to Marv himself and heads on out. And he nods to you and smiles and wrings his hands a bit as he sort of looks around absentmindedly like he, he doesn't remember what he was in the middle of doing and is clearly occupied by other things now. Mm-hmm. But he'll go back to that as you walk out of the shop and up the back stairs to your apartment. Yep. Just gonna go inside. Okay. I think she's going to get a shower and just clean herself up in general. You filthy mess. <laughs> she, she is a filthy mess right now. She's so sweaty and bloody and... Gross. 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 Yeah, so you can certainly get back. Uh, Athena has the opportunity to rest, get a shower, I think she makes some coffee, even if that's not advisable for her general anxiety levels. Sure. All right, so you recover... One level per hour. So at this point, your okay. fatigue would have left. So maybe it's uh, during the ride on the highway is when you're sitting there and just nothing bad is happening. You've left the that she's aware of. Right. <laughs> nothing bad is happening to you actively, and you're able to just collect your thoughts and get your get your breath and recover your fatigue. Gotcha. Cool. So on paper, you're almost back to full fighting force. Almost. Almost. Yeah, I think Athena putters around the apartment for a while, watering plants, just with nervous energy, not mm. really knowing what she should be doing, because she hasn't really had a lot of downtime without people around. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she knows what to do with herself anymore in general. I think that makes sense. She needs a hobby. Probably. So, by the time you get back here, it's probably early afternoon. Maybe yeah. Maybe like 1, 2 p.m., something like that. Uh, so you're going to have... A couple of hours of downtime where you can just relax or putz around or do whatever. I think she does dishes so Pavi doesn't have to worry about them when she comes home. That's nice. Fills up the water filter. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I think we can probably safely assume that you're just going to be here until it all shows up. Is that fair? Yeah. I think she's looking at the helmet. Mm-hmm. She's got the mask, the helmet. Sure. Would just you like to remind us what that looks like? It's a matte, dark gray material with a U-shaped eye slit that's very red and it glows a little bit cool pretty cool it's very simple mm -hmm. she's hoping it's very imposing okay so early evening six o'clock there is a knock at the door i go to open it okay you go to open it and there is a human man standing there he looks like he's in some sort of delivery outfit okay like a courier something like that i think she gives him a once-over and is nervously ready to turn her bracers into something. And you answer the door and he says, have a good night and starts to walk away. Excuse me? He pauses and looks back to you and he says, that's it. What? That's all. 
I don't understand. I I was just supposed to knock on the door. Okay. Have a good night. Uh, and he keeps walking. All right. Bye. Yep, he leaves. She does not quite know what to do with that. What are you doing? Casting empathy? Like as he walks away? Yeah. Okay. Suspicious. Four. Uh, as this very average looking gentleman is walking away, you almost as quickly as humanly possible, or as Ori Bell, as quickly <laughs> as is possible for Athena, you squint at him and get a read on his aura. He looks tired, bored, irritated, just plodding through the motions, uh, but you don't detect any kind of distortions. That's weird. Well, guess she's going back inside. Alright, uh, you close the door and you turn around and you walk back inside and Zadal is standing in the middle of your living room. <sighs> and uh, you see him and he immediately like sort of waves his hand and puts that finger up to his mouth she, vent again. She puts her hands up and looks at him and she looks for a notepad. Like just a little, a little writing notepad. Uh-huh. And I think she'd write down audio surveillance here. Can't talk unless you want people to... You, you start writing all this out. She's just scribbling you, furiously. Her yeah. handwriting is garbage. Yeah, he sees you doing that and he walks over to you and puts a cold metal hand on your arm and then you hear his voice in your head. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't need to write that down. Oh, thank God. I'm so tired. Yeah, that, that I, I like what you were doing there, but... Not a good use of time here. No. What? What's going on? I I kind of want to ask you the same thing, because I uh, there was some buzz about something happening in East City, right around where that warehouse was. Yeah. Is I guess well maybe was now. Um. Where there was fire, something like that. Well, it didn't burn down while I was there, but I did set it on fire. I think Athena just catches him up on what's been yeah. going on. Just tell him everything that happened. Well, uh, I now feel quite worse for leaving you there with uh, just just the two of you. You couldn't have known. It's couldn't have known. I didn't know. Sure. Well, I just <laughs> is uh, is everything else going okay otherwise? Other than Pavi getting super fucked up. The people getting away? I mean, you made it out, didn't you? Yeah. Sometime all you could use if, if it was an ambush and you survived it, that, that's a win to me. I mean... How did they know? Uh, I... Where did you get the address? I got it from the duffel bag. Which one? We found at the apartment that was supposed to be exploded. Okay. But I don't understand why they would just have an, an address in a bag. That we weren't supposed to find so they could ambush us later? That doesn't make any sense, but I put it through processing at the Spire, so people have seen it there. Hmm. I don't know who else. I'm pretty sure Silas knew. It's... It's one of two things there. I mean, it's either they went back for the duffel bag, and it was gone, and they knew that somebody had it, so they set up an ambush there. Hmm. Well, like you said... You put it through processing, and other people knew about the address, so there was enough time that they set up an ambush there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, well, it's just one more thing that on the pile, I guess. Yeah. I think Athena wants to look at him real hard and mm -hmm. see if he still looks 
like a shaky boy like he did earlier. You know what I mean? Uh, like he so looked pretty visually or with empathy? Visually? Yeah, you, you're... I'm not going to make your roll for anything just to evaluate what he looks like, but... Like, is his Corey still off looking? He looks like he did earlier. Okay. Yeah, he looks... Um, the, the, the color is slightly distorted uh, from what it normally is. He looks rough, just tired. He's fidgety. His movements and motion are just a little off, maybe a little sloppier or a little skittish. So, what's up with you, man? You, you just... You look off, and I've been really worried, and... You just stopped talking at one point today? I don't know, it's, what happened yesterday? What happened today? Is someone following you? What's going on? I don't know the answer to all those questions. Um, I'm okay. Yes, I'm, I'm okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I do not know if I am being followed or have been followed. Um, do you think you've been followed? I think there's a chance, but I don't know for sure. Um, oh boy, okay. Oh boy, I'm, I'm buckling no, I, in. No, I'm just preparing to ask a stupid question here. Uh, do you trust me? Are you willing to, to trust me for even a little bit here? Well, I think you gotta know that I do, because we're here, and the past couple days have been the past couple days. All right, then um, I just thank you for extending me that trust. Um, I I am here to help. I, I want things to, to work out to be good. Um, however, that means that uh, there's certain specifics I can't give you right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. I, I know, I know. Uh, but believe me when I say that it'll all make sense Hopefully soon. Oh boy, I, um, I hope so. Yeah. I'm kind of juggling a lot of those kind of scenarios right now, it I seems. Know, I know. Um, this is, this will hopefully clear things up a little bit. You got a time frame on that? <sighs> not to be pushy about your assistance. Uh, well, it's not my time frame, so no, I don't. Soon, hopefully soon. Um, I think then there's a long silence as he stands there, probably staring off at the wall or so, just lost in his own thoughts for a long moment before he speaks again. All right. Um, something is wrong with Silas. What's wrong with him? Um, I mean, he looks really, really sick and tired. This is one of those things where uh, maybe showing you is a little bit easier than telling you. That would probably help. If you okay with that? Yeah. All right. Um, well, then hang on. Okay. And uh, Zadal takes a couple of steps over to you, and he puts his hand on your arm again, mm-hmm. and there's a pause, and uh, you feel that presence. It's sort of like, you know, knocking, like requesting entry. She lets, she lets down those, those little defense. I feel like it doesn't heat up as much if she's aware of what's happening. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe it doesn't. And uh, your vision starts to sort of fog over and you feel your presence being whisked away almost. I don't think she likes that. Yeah, you you don't feel like you're physically moving at all. So you don't get like motion sickness. 
uh, but it's a strange sensation to feel like you're moving, although you know you're not. Like if her brain had an inner ear, it would be real weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, a scene fades into view, and you realize that you are in the Oculus's office. It's the same office you've been in a number of times over the past two weeks or so since you've been back. It's dimly lit. The orange wall of Cory energy, the pillar of Cory in the middle of the room casting the orange light. Silas is sitting at the desk at the back, and you realize that you are viewing the scene from Zadal's point of view. Okay. So first thing you notice is that you are, your center of gravity is much lower, so your your vision is probably at least a solid two feet shorter than you That's are gotta now. That's got to be weird. So the perspective is different. It's darker. Everything is taller. It seems to loom a little bit more. Everything seems a little bit more ominous and threatening. All right. And uh, you are currently standing facing Silas uh, at his, in his chair. So Silas is sitting and you are standing and you're almost eye level, basically, just with the height disparity. Okay. And the memory uh, cuts in mid-conversation and you realize that Silas is wearing the same outfit that he was wearing the day before. when you The went day to... when she went to go see him? Yeah. So this is presumably the same day earlier on before you went to talk to him. And the conversation, or the the scene cuts in mid-conversation, you can tell. It's sort of like um, watching it fast forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like you're watching the memory fast forward up to this point. So there's some movement and some gestures back and forth, but it's going fast enough that you can't discern anything specific. You don't get any audio. You don't know what was said or anything like that. So nothing to glean there. Okay. But Zidal has been pacing in front of the desk with his hands kind of clasped over his head mm -hmm. and he stops and silas looks at him and says in a very tired voice don't you trust me zidong aren't we friends of course we are silas i never asked to do this and i never have before and i don't really want to again i uh, i know it's an in invasion of privacy and all that stuff i just i just gotta make sure you know you okay with that? And Silas looks tired, but he's got a smile. Nothing pained, just tired. Of course, my friend. If it sets your mind at ease, you know I've nothing to hide. Silas leans onto his elbows, resting his chin on his hands and closing his eyes with, again, a tired smile. Maybe a placating smile. And again, from Zidal's point of view, we see the color filter of the room and the world change. The world becomes shades of black and white and gray, and it's very strange, especially in this already dark room. The quarry becomes this incandescent white light, and this pillar and the wall shining behind him. Silas's silhouette becomes much grayer, and uh, in that moment, uh, Silas's mind is plain to see. There is a multicolored nimbus drifting around his head, which Zadal focuses on after a long and uneasy pause. And to Zadal, and in this this memory, it's color and emotion that you have difficulty interpreting. Huh. So Athena interprets her empathy power through colors and mm -hmm. movement and things like that. Uh, Zadal seems to do something different. He uses psionics, and you're not sure that this is the same, but you see that Silas's consciousness is visible in front of you, and it's a solid entity or thing. Like, his his consciousness, as you're looking at it, is a thing. Okay. You can tell that it's one entity. It has shape as you look at it, but what you see, you know, is distorted somehow. You don't know why you know that, but maybe from viewing as a doll, you're picking up residual feelings from that moment that are connected with the memory. Okay. Sort of 
context information for a ride-along, let's gotcha. say. Gotcha. And the longer Zidal focuses, the more inconsistencies and distortions take shape. And almost like he's pivoting or rotating a picture or angle, the form shifts, and we see an enormous gaping black hole where this energy should be. Oh. Uh, just emptiness. Gone. Just missing. And there is a palpable wave of shock and dread that washes through Zadal in this moment, and then to you. You can feel what he was feeling, and there's something else, something uh, deeper underlying that, that you can't quite interpret at first. And I would like you to make a spirit roll at minus two. I'll Benny that. This seems pretty important. It's up to you. Context. I want to know. Okay. Oh, God. Have not Benny. Oh, boy. Oh, no, you're spending your last bet. Okay. Yeah, All right, this seems really you. important. Gotta use these different dice right here, maybe. Do you? <laughs> Fuck me. I'm the worst at this tonight. Oh, uh, you, you didn't get it? Failed it every fucking time. But hmm. I know you've just given me conviction at the beginning of this session. Uh-huh. Can I use my conviction? If you would like to use your conviction on the... What did you roll the first time? A three. Okay, if if you would like to use your conviction on this, I'm fine with you using your conviction instead of three bennies. I don't well, like I'll take these back then. That's fine. You can use your conviction yes, on this. Yes, okay. I would like to. That's a, you add one d6 then. Well, Is it a one? It brought me to a four. Okay, so what? Well, that's still a success. That's a success. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or you could benny it to try to get higher. I'm no, just kidding. You don't fine. have to do that. This is fine. Okay, so. Whew. <laughs> So along with this wave of shock and dread as you look at Silas uh, through Zadal's eyes, to Zadal, something feels familiar. And you, Athena, do not know exactly how to process that feeling. Like, you don't know, you, you feel the emotion of, or not the emotion of, but you feel familiarity. You don't know if that means Zadal has seen something similar in somebody's head before. You don't know if there's something connected to Silas that feels familiar. You're just not sure. But something about this situation both terrifies the doll and is familiar to him. Gotcha. That's not... That's not good. So that happens, and Zadal, in the memory, catches himself before he can move, before he can think or react or do anything. Silas looks up at him with that same sort of placating, lazy smile just in the moment, and he says, There, you see? Satisfied? And looks away and begins to pour himself some coffee, paying no mind. And I think as we see this, uh, the world is still in black and white, and we just have the shot of this gaping black miasma and his energy, and he looks back at Zidal and is sipping at this coffee and just gives him a wide smile. And Zidal has one of those, I think, oh, I, I think al almost a panic attack as he's standing here like, what does this mean? How do I interpret this information? I don't know what to do. And just says, yeah, yeah, of course. Um... Thanks, Silas. Listen, uh, maybe, maybe I've been at this too hard. I think I gotta uh, take a day or two to just relax, <laughs> relax and unwind. Maybe. Well, you've earned your time. Enjoy it. And take a few days off. Just let me know when you'll be back. He's tired, sounding when he says that. And Zadal, I think, is already starting to sort of M meander, like back backpedal towards, the, towards door. the door, and nods to him and says. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll do, uh, Silas. We'll do. And then uh, goes to the door and get, you know, sort of starts to walk a, just a little bit faster as he goes towards the door, but catches himself and pauses with a hand on it. Actually, you know what? I think he pauses and he turns back to say something to Silas, and that's when the memory cuts back. It just sort of fades and dissolves in front of you, and then uh, you find yourself back in your living room with Zidal. I don't think she, in her her body, knows how to process what just happened. Yeah, and I think uh, Zidal is already pacing the room. Like, you come back and Zidal is just already walking back and forth. Uh, you do notice that he is... Do you have, like, a carpet or a rug or something like Probably. that? Probably. Okay. He's walking quickly, but he's also making no noise. Okay. For what that's worth. What? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. I, I don't know what it means. Um, I don't know. Something's wrong. Silas is... I don't know. I didn't see that when I looked at him. Well, you're not a psionic. You don't really know what to look for. No. I guess I do see it more simply. Um... I just can't believe something that big could slip by what I can do. Who else is like that? I don't know, Athena. It's, uh, I, I don't even know what it is that's been done. It, it doesn't look like... Silas is, is... Does he know about it? No. Oh my god. Of course, no, he doesn't. He, he thinks everything's fine. He thinks... He... He does... He's paranoid. Um, He thinks people are following him. But... People might be following him. Yeah, they might be. I don't, I don't know what's going on with any of that, and I can't... There's a lot of things I can't ask him, because... I don't know what's wrong with him, and I don't know what's wrong with him because I can't get a better look, uh, and I don't, it's just one step at a time, but we need, <laughs> we're going to need some more help to fix Silas. I don't, can I mean, we fix that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I knew him years ago, and he's, uh. I want to help him, but this is beyond me, and it's beyond you. He's... Silas is... on our side. I think. I don't know what's wrong with him, but... I gotta try to help him. Do you think this is something Jex did before he left? I think she makes air quotes as she said before he left. Right, right. While looking at him. <laughs> Just like... Yeah, um... Zadal is pacing uh, as you're expressing this and you ask about Jex and he stops in his tracks is sort of wringing his hands as he stands there looking around I don't know Athena I I do not know uh, if I that that seems like a solid guess it's possible it's certainly possible what did he want to talk to you about in the first place you ask him that and he begins to pace again um nothing that I can talk about <laughs> and uh, he does pause again and looks over to Athena. You don't get access to all my memories just because of theirs. No, I was just asking. I didn't... Can I ask questions in this trying time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can. But... Um, not that it, one. It doesn't matter. It's okay. not... It doesn't matter. Fuck, dude. Yeah, um... Silas is 
as far as I can tell, still doing what he normally does. I don't know. I don't know what this means. I don't know if somebody's in his head. I don't know if somebody was in his head. I don't know if it's persistent. I don't know if it's a one-time thing. I don't know what anything of this means. So. <laughs> what? Why did it feel like I knew what that was? You say that, and he stops again. This time, um, a little with a little bit more rigidity, or um, maybe surprise. Uh, and he is facing away from you, so he's not looking at you. I, uh, I don't know. Can I make a a lie check? Sure. Uh, I'm going to give you plus two on this because you're sharing a consciousness. Ten. Ten uh, is a success with a raise. Yeah, he's he's definitely lying about something, or he he is he is not being fully truthful when he says he's not sure. I'm pretty sure I felt that because you felt that. So I don't, I think you're lying to me, but I don't want to be super rude and say, hey, I think you're lying to me, even though I just did. And you asked me to trust you. And I do. But I don't know what's going on. I'm just scrambling for any puzzle pieces to fit in somewhere to this garbage heap of my life. I think you say that and he's quiet but he's standing in place and he starts to fidget. I think he's just sort of tapping his hand on his coat quietly, but pretty consistently. Make me a persuade. And this one, I'm going to say no penalty or bonus. Your argument was good, so I'm going to mitigate the penalty that I would have applied okay. to it. Benny time. Benjamin! God damn! Oh, it's a five! Nice. Yes! I took all three of your bennies. Yeah, it did! It did a, take all three of my bennies. Right, that's a good one, though. You spent a lot of bennies on this. Alright, so you basically were like, listen, man, um, you just told me to trust you, and I do, and I'm trying to, but, like, I think you're lying about this, so, like, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he fidgets and, uh, sort of drumming his hands quietly on his jacket as you're talking, uh, and there's another... 15 to 30 seconds of silence and then he slowly turns back to you and he's not looking at you it's more looking in your direction or at the ground uh, the um that's fair i i see where you come from um it's not as far as i know it's nothing nefarious i don't i'm not in cahoots with anything bad i'm not out to get you i'm not lying to you to try to pull anything on you um, but the honest answer is, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I felt something familiar there. Uh, I don't even know what it was that felt familiar. But it was something about that, almost like a deja vu. You ever had it like a deja vu? You know, like you, yeah. you sit through something and you feel like you've been there before, but then... You know? Did it? I rem when we were at the waterfront the other day, and you said you you asked me if I ever had a dream that I didn't know if it was real. Is this connected to that? Y yeah, you say that, and he uh, 
he again takes a couple of steps further away, and this time he's not facing you again. I think he actually uh, goes to look out onto the deck full of plants, maybe into the cityscape beyond it. Yeah. It's uh, sort of related to that. Um, we never really got to talk about that, because shit got kind of weird. That seems to be a continuing trend. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I don't really want to talk about it, Athena. I don't, I don't know what there is to talk about. I, I don't have enough of a handle on it to even have a conversation, it feels like. I have these dreams, and in the warehouse, the first time, the the orange and the moths and all the eyes, it was like looking at Silas. There was something familiar about all of it. I'd, I'd been there before, or I had already experienced that moment, or I had seen them before, but I know I never have. I, there was just something about it where I felt connected or like, I don't know. I don't know. How long have you been having dreams like this? Always. Sometimes just here and there, every couple of months. But this is, uh, this is a little different. This was more like, this was like I've been there before. Sometimes, you know, you got dreams, it's just, you dream something, you wake up, you don't know what it means, but this was... It's different with psionics, with the mind, you know, you can touch someone else's mind directly like this, you can have a conversation, you can share memories, stories, emotions, things like that, but... This was different. It was just... There was something there. Something real. Something I don't understand and don't... Have any kind of frame of reference for. I mean, is this something that happens with Arrow? Maybe. I mean, you guys are, like, born from Corey, and what you were looking at wasn't that kind of Silas's connection to it, maybe? Or, I mean, that's just how I do it. I don't know. I mean, that conceptually makes sense to me, but... Maybe it's a bit of a leap, but it's all I, it's all I got. Seems like we don't have much more, but I think it's something I might need to look for some answers for on my end. So, um, have you ever had dreams about different colored eyes? No, um, no dreams of eyes, nothing like that. It was, uh... Just more a feeling? Yeah. More like I'd seen it before, or... I don't know, it's like... You go out shopping for something, and you find the perfect thing. And you didn't know you were looking for it, and you didn't know that it existed ever before in your life, but you know that in that moment, you gotta have it. It's a bad analogy, it's not quite like that. But like, something missing, you know? Like, and this is familiar to me, and I didn't, I don't know why, and I've never thought of it before, but here it is, and I feel connected. I do get that. I do get that. Yeah? Yeah. How is it for you? I mean, I didn't go shopping for them, but I think she taps on her bracers. My grandma made these for me, and I didn't know I 
I didn't know I needed them until she gave them to me when I started on the force. Hmm. It just slotted right into place. It just made sense. It's like I always had them. I gotcha. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um... I... I had kind of a weird night last night. Yeah? Yeah. I had, um... Well, I went to dinner with my grandparents. Met uh, some council members. And... Had a really... Buck wild mental conversation with something that seemed to come from everywhere and nowhere, and some green eyes showed up. Green eyes? Yep, just some green eyes. You know, peak in the bubble, right yeah. at the top there with all the water. I am familiar. Uh, they were just looking down at me. I don't know even how I spotted them because it was that they were there and they were waiting for me and they were watching me. They said. Well, that's uh, ten kinds of crazy, with a spooky cherry on top. I think the craziest thing that happened at dinner was when my grandma was trying to set me up with Bolt. No. Did she really? <laughs> Just a little bit. She says I mean, he's very large. He, he is very he's large. He's very large. And he's... I suppose he's conventionally handsome. Eh. He was wearing khakis today. Oh, God. He's a khakis man. That... It doesn't surprise you, right? I would not have guessed beforehand, but it does seem to pull a lot of things together. Polo in or out, tucked, what do you think? Is it a weekday? Yes. Un- uh, untucked? Oh, it was very tucked. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Pinned his badge right through it. Oh, oh man. Uh, I think you guys, uh, you know, talk a little bit more, but before too long, Zidal fishes a timepiece out of his coat. Listen, um, I'm sorry it's been weird the past day or two. I mean, it's been weird this whole time. Mm -hmm. but, um, I just, I'm still not sure what's going on. I, it's, it's sort of like a, not a lot's changed because we all know we can trust and we all know what's going on, but I feel like we're close. I feel like we're close to a bigger piece, something big happening, so... Oh man, I fucking hope so. Just hold tight, okay? Yeah, um... Stay alive. Be careful. Here's the thing, though. Do you think you're being followed? Because I can just, like, follow you home. I... And watch, like... I doubt they'd think you'd have reinforcements. Whoever this nebulous they is, I can turn invisible now. Kinda. That's impressive. Um, Worked on that last night. I was about to laugh and say that it's uh, a bad idea, but uh, it's it's not. Um, I think it would make... I think it'll be easier for me to disappear on my own. That's fair. Um, I don't know that I have enough information to even know what we're looking for, or how to properly combat it. Although, I don't mind telling you that I will do my best to not walk on dirt for a while. Yeah. So, that's not really permissible for, you know, living down here, but... And I think he says that, and she gets, like, visibly not looking so hot, because she has been able to push that out mostly, but that was pretty fucked up what happened earlier. Oh, sure. I think she's looking pretty visibly shaken. Okay. 
not so hot. Zadal does not notice that Athena is visibly shaken in this moment. I think Athena can tell that Zadal's kind of edging towards heading out, but she actually needs help with something, so she's going to ask. Would you be able to give me a hand with something before you leave? I was going to just ask Pavi to do it. But I am supremely Pavi-less tonight. What do you need help with? It's real dumb, but I need you to... I need to get a really close close haircut so I can fit into this fucking helmet. I just... I don't want to try and do it myself and then shear off some skin and then be bleeding all night. That doesn't sound uh, fun. Are you asking me to give you a good haircut? No. Okay. Not at all. Yeah, then uh, sure. I can help you cut off some hair. Solid. Okay. So Athena pulls out a, a tiny sharp knife from one of her bracers and hands it to him like she's holding the blade so it's not threatening. He'll take it after a pause and follow direction. Yeah, if you can just like grab my ponytail and re- just really get in there, just 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 hack it off. It's fine. Uh whatever you say. I think she tenses up just a little bit, hoping he doesn't stab her in the back, cause you never know. Sure. There's an ominous pause. Oh fuck. And then you feel the knife start to saw through Athena's hair. Slow going at first, but it slides through. It's so thick. Pretty quick. There's so she- much of it. <laughs> shears it off. I think she she runs her hands through what remains of her hair to see how long it is and kind of musses and shakes it out a bit. And I think it feels like it'll fit in that helmet. Cool. Nice. She tries it on. Does it, does it fit? Yes, it nice. does. It fits. Can you see anything back there? Is there anything showing? Uh, just... One dynamite haircut. <laughs> that you can't see? Yep. <laughs> well, thank you. I feel ten pounds lighter. Well, you might not be wrong. I think she looks at the ponytail that's, I assume, on the ground. Yeah. Just, just gives uh, him a thumbs up and scoops it up, puts it in the pitcher plant at the end of the counter. Yes, there's a pause. Full of acid. <laughs> you imagine you can hear a... I don't think it's a contact acid I'll, I think that would be too dangerous to just have in a home probably maybe. but I don't I don't know Rosa's life giving Poppy all these plants I don't know, said Rosa she, gave this one she has she has a self-defense plant she on does. the balcony that's so true. I think this could be real acid that's true right I don't know if this I guess this wasn't something you had before so oh definitely not does this look adequately scary can I, do, can you tell my eyes are narrowing can you tell I'm squinting Oh, yeah. That's, uh, it's real spooktacular. Fantastic. I, uh, I hope it's good enough to fool Laverna, because that's what I'm doing tonight regardless. Yeah, me too. Is there anything I should ask her? Athena takes off the helmet, putting it on the coffee table, and shakes out her hair a little bit. There's plenty of things you should ask her, but I just want you to, I don't know, do something for me. Give her a slap, or, I don't know, spook her. Do something. Oh, I'm gonna spook her. Don't even worry. Good. As far as questions to ask her, uh, if you can figure out who hired her. I mean, if she knows anything related to this, that's really it. I got nothing. She, I mean, she's an independent contractor. They probably didn't tell her anything. She probably got a dead drop and a place to go, and that's it. So, I'm not too optimistic, but whatever you can wring out of it is good. I will... Ring her quite a bit. 
And I gotta, is it bad that I'm looking forward to it a little bit? Um. I'm not like, I'm not looking forward to it necessarily to go yell at a bitch, but like, I've only been Athena again for like a week and a half. So I'm, I'm not really used to this yet. So I think maybe I'm just looking forward to slipping out of this back to, you know. No, I mean, it makes sense. You've been living a double life or a different life for years. It's not something you can just poof, set aside, go back to normal. I that tried is, so hard. No, but that's your normal now. Dina, this is the second life. Hell, this is oh. the third life. Oh. This is you coming back to something you left behind. That can't be easy. Doesn't happen overnight. You Not just... even over a couple, turns out. <laughs> well, give it time. It'll, it'll work out, but yeah, I mean, go yell at a bitch. Gonna yell at her real good. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Um... I'm gonna beat it. I'm gonna get out of here. I got... I got things to do. Yep, me too. But, uh, I will be around and in and out over the next couple of days for at least... So, if I... if you don't show up for work, no big deal? I shouldn't worry? Probably not, but, uh... When should I worry? Can we just leave messages at the spire? Sure. Alright, do it that way. You'll hear from me in, I don't know, two days. Okay. Probably send a search party or I'm already dead, so don't bother. Cool, cool. Can do. Alright. Not happy that things went crazy for you today, but I am glad you walked away and that uh, Pavi is with Ms. Roja in uh, recovery. Yeah, me too. Roja's, um, Roja's a better friend than I am, because she's going to get her all patched up. I don't think that means she's a better friend. I think that means she's a better doctor. Mm. A better healer. Whatever you want to call her. Yeah, maybe. She's better at preventing death. That is that is indisputable. Yeah, that seems accurate. On the spectrum of preventing to causing, you are polar opposites. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had a fist fight with her, though. To be determined. Well, I would not advise it. She has more fist-like things than you do. She really does. She'd probably clean my fucking clock. I don't know. Depends. If it's just a fist fight, yeah, probably. What are you gonna do? Well, I know we've talked about mostly garbage and terrible things, but, um... It was nice not having to be alone tonight. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. It was, uh, it was a good visit. I think she, uh, gestures towards the door. Like, the, the front door, and it's like, you, you going out that way, or...? I figure I'll just head on out the back again. Yeah, sounds good. Hang in there a bit longer. Stay safe. You too. Cool. And he will open the sliding glass door out the back, and you watch him disappear over the edge. So now that Athena has seen Zadal out, she's going to leave herself because she got her meeting to go to. Cool, cool. She'd like to have her mask on, her her full helmet. She'd like to have her hood up and be invisible for like a minute or two till she gets onto the street and can be a little more stealthy. Okay. 
about her back alley she's taking to the Alaire Resort side where her meeting is. That sounds good. I would like you to roll me a... So you're going invisible to leave the apartment? Yep. Is your plan to stay invisible the whole way there? No. Okay, so you're just going to like... Just for the first like minute or two till she gets to a place that she can blend in. I think that's fine. Um, If you would like to first roll essence to activate invisibility, we can then do stealth for just crossing the city probably. Four. Four is a success. Go ahead and do stealth. Five. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, you can very easily go invisible on the inside of your apartment and go outside and just get into the masses without too much trouble and make your way over and keep to yourself and just not attract attention. Cool. What does your invisibility look like? Before she leaves the apartment, she goes into her pocket and pulls out her little metal shavings like she was practicing that one time it actually worked in the shop last night. So she's really hoping it goes off nice again, crushes it up into a little glittery powder and just makes it spin around her real fast. Really cool. Bends the light, reflects it nice. Excellent. Functional invisibility. So, yeah, you make your way over towards the wall of the cavern slash city. So, this is South Central City. It's by the the main tunnel leading out, although mm-hmm. it's ground level rather than being raised up on the train tracks. Yeah. It's part residential and it's part uh, resort housing with a little tiny park in the middle. It's basically a giant apartment complex. Uh, there are sometimes Alaire Resort employees or Alaire Corp employees uh, working here. A lot of them are tourists who are here from the surface, but it's also uh, the lowest quality housing available to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can come and visit Caldonics, but, like, do you wanna? Yeah, this is about as seedy as it gets for this part of the city. Yeah. I imagine Athena slunk down some canals to get here, because it's right off of the main one. Sure. Right off of the wheel canal. Yeah, you could pretty easily do that. People mind their own business here. Uh, but how do you plan on getting to the room? Athena is going to teleport into the room. Very cool. Mm-hmm. But she's changing up her trappings. Whenever she's in her Artemis getup, it's going to be different. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's actually... Thank God for Wizard. <laughs> Thank God for Wizard. It's so handy. But she's she wants this to resemble as closely as possible Laverna's black poofy cloud because she wants to be able to pin as much of this on Laverna if things go sideways. Ooh, that's that's pretty smart. Thank you. See, Athena's smart. But she she doesn't think she is though, because she has very bad self esteem. It's been a rough couple years for her. We can all identify with that sometimes. She's rolling untrained on self esteem. Oh God. <laughs> Worth noting, Athena knows the distinction here, Laverna's poofing into this black mist does not in any way resemble the black shadows of these other people. Oh, I figured that would have. Worth mentioning, no correlation that you've been able to discern. Gotcha. It's just stylish. Mm. Who doesn't look good in black? Poorly described flavor for my part. (laughs) Oh yeah, that thing's black. This is black. That's black. Color matters. Everything's black. Everything's it's but none of it's connected. You're way off. Color theory. Way off base. There's a lot of orange going around. It's a color, Athena. Oh, okay. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me, I guess. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Well, from for how far you need to be able to teleport to get into the room, mm-hmm. it's basically going to be the equivalent of, like, two teleports. And you're going directly into the room. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And you know which room it is? Like you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume Thalassica would have clued her in on that sure. at some point. I think that's probably fair. 
I mean, she was in the apartment for a while. Yeah. So you, let's say you either need a success with a raise on one teleport or two successes on two. So two successes overall to fully make it there. A nine. Ooh, that's a successful raise, so you can teleport there. Oh, that's there just and the one. Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. And it's with a raise, so you use one less power point. So you I do. Them. I'm also here pretty early because I wanted to make sure the room was all set and I could get into my armor, which has been dead dropped here for me. Excellent. Thank you, Thalassica. Yes. Okay. Well, you get here. It's a very basic motel looking room. The way that this building is structured, it's tall. Mm-hmm. It's rectangular floors. Um... There's probably like 10 or 11 stories to it. I imagine the front that she didn't go in is like a motel. How when like you're at a, like they have the outdoor hallways with the little stairs that go up. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what I mean. And that's basically what I'm picturing A big well. old window in the front of every room. Yeah. And it's it's exactly it. There's a window cool. in the front of the room, but it's uh, it's higher up. So it's nice. like a cross between a hotel and a motel. Hotel, motel. Traditionally, motels are the holiday inn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what does it look like when you teleport? That black mist? Yeah, she just kind of dissolves into a black, dark gray, misty cloud. And she knows what Laverna was talking about now with instead of going out instead of in like her lightning bolt would be. And I think it feels weird, but she powers through it. Gotcha. She's it, It's not her preferred method of travel, let's <laughs> say. You become incorporeal and poof into this cloud and it coalesces back in the motel room. Very nondescript. There's a bed. There's a dresser or two. There's Can it a be a Murphy bed? So I think this is a pretty shitty room. And there's like a Murphy bed and like like a shelf hanging off of the wall as a nightstand kind of thing. Sure. So, so a like Murphy it just bed being a bed that folds up into the wall. Like yeah. A, you open a closet. Space and a bed saver. Comes out. It's, it's supposed to be a space saver, supposed but it's usually shitty. Usually really shitty. Well, it's usually because you can't afford more floor space. Therefore, yeah. you have no room for a bed. So that's the trope, at least. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, So she gets into the room. She gets to work. Does she see a package? Yes. Excellent. There is a drop package containing everything you'd previously requested. Nice. So she starts to get into her new armor. She's got a stealthy armor with a lot of pockets on it for putting all of her sundries and whatnot. You never know what you're going to need. She has a dark leather kind of hooded sleeveless coat. And it has attached these spiky black pauldrons Ooh. coming out of it for flare. But she can't have her bracers on. So what I was thinking was she would just melt one of them very thinly up her entire arm. So it's like a, her shield arm. She can still use it like that. Ah, like Colossus. Like Colossus. It even has little segments in it. Oh, my. For easy range of movement, I think. I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. However you want. And then she made her sword, her regular sword, into a little scimitar because she's never used one before. So it won't be traced back to her, maybe. And she has it on a little back scabbard now. Smart. Uh, she's got her hood up and she's just waiting. Okay. Fair to say she's got no skin showing, nothing identifiable. Just in her tones of dark gray and black. And I think it would have some little maroon in it to tie into her red visor mask kind of thing that's cool i like that the armor that you are currently wearing is the smart suit from the sci-fi companion, sci-fi companion yep sounds it good gives to me. you plus two armor plus two to rules made to resist environmental stuff like heat cold thirst starvation and you get a plus one to your stealth rolls because the armor can shift and change color a little bit with you so cool 
She did pick this overcoat so she might be visibly confusing if she has to go somewhere with Laverna. Also so she can maybe pin some <laughs> shit on her. I like it. She doesn't want to endanger people, but Laverna does not seem excessively innocent. So sure. I think, I mean, she's a Pantheon agent. She knows what's up. That's true. Okay. Well, um, so you are now seated here just waiting for her to show up, right? Yes. She she put one the one footstool in the room, like right in the middle of the room, and pointed this three-headed lamp at it very ominously that she'll uh-huh. turn on when she comes into the room. Like a quest objective. Okay, so are so are you visible or are you invisible? Uh Athena would like to be invisible are like right around the time okay. when stuff's popping off. Like our meeting because like I would hope that Laverna would be punctual for a very important meeting, but who knows? Invisibility drains an extra point a minute where you want to extend it, right? Yeah, the, the duration is five, which I'm just gonna if we assume each round's like six to ten seconds, I'll just say out of combat it's gonna be a minute. It'll last a minute. Okay. If you are just wanting to activate it around that time, like give it a minute or two and then just keep renewing it until she shows up, that's fine. So make me a notice roll, please. Seven. I think with a seven, it's silent for a while as you're sitting here waiting. And then you hear the barest soft thump right outside the room. Hmm. And then... There's a short pause, and a figure steps through the wall. Ooh. And they are dressed in black clothing, uh, black leathers uh, sort of gilded on the edges with gold. It's it's Laverna. It's Laverna. <laughs> I want to be coy about that. It's Laverna. She's dressed in black. Her clothing is gilded on the edges, very stylish, very uh, stylish. as is her mask. And just like previously... Um, There are bits where skin would be showing, but she's fully invisible, so it's sort of these group of disembodied accessories accessories and articles of clothing. But she uh, walks through the wall, and when she does, it's not like she's a full cloud like she was before when she teleported. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like her form is blurry and being held together. Yeah, so she's kind of in fog, like she's gone poofed herself out just a little bit so that she can sip like slip through the atoms yeah. of the wall or something like that's that. That's awesome. So yeah, so I love she's, that. But then she becomes fully visible when she emerges on the other side and pauses, her hands are in her pockets, and takes a look around at this dimly lit room, cautiously standing still for a moment, and then she begins to pace around the room, make sure just take a look. Is anybody here? She'll walk towards the back, see if there's anybody in the bathroom, that sort of thing. And then she does come back to the main room. Uh, and sees a comfy chair and a stool in the middle of the room and starts walking towards the chair. And when she starts walking towards the chair, Athena turns the light on, and they're all pointed at the stool. Uh, so it's like, it's a like one of those three-neck ones, okay, you know what yeah, I mean, where yeah. you can bend them wherever you want them to go. Okay, that's cool. I yeah. like that. So they're all pointing at the stool. Okay, and does doing this make you visible? No, I checked the rules and everything. I believe you. Okay. Or at least that's what the spell card said. Power card, excuse me. And okay, so you do that, and uh, Laverna is walking forward, and the light clicks on, and she startles and jumps back just a little bit and says, What the hell? And just takes a look around, and then um, her instinct is to dive back and get behind a piece of cover because there's no immediate threat, but this light is just <laughs> turned no on. Cover. So the Murphy bends up. <laughs> All right, so I think <laughs> so the light goes on, and does she uh, duck into the bathroom? Yeah, I think the, the light goes on, and Laverna is caught in this Bigfoot 
walking deer in headlights moment of just like, oh shit. And then, yeah, I mean, the only things that are here are the chair, the lamp, the stool, and then the, the hallway behind him, right? Right, yeah. I think she dashes back into the hall to just break line of sight or something like that. Gotcha. So you see her start to dash towards the back. I think Athena decloaks, but she does it really cool. Would you like to hear how? I would love to hear how. I think she holds out a hand that is still invisible and all of the metal swirls into it and then condenses into like a little ball bearing looking thing. And then she's visible because she has no more dust. Oh, okay. I like that. So she, she reveals herself a little bit by a little bit. Gotcha. So it's like this swooping dust slowly yeah. billowing through the air that starts to show us more and more of Athena and then condenses yes. into a metal ball in her hand. Well, I guess it reveals more and more of Artemis. Artemis, sorry. Yes, of course. They're clearly God. two different people. Too clearly. Clearly, yes. <laughs> so similarly named. <laughs> Same height. Hey, maybe the... She doesn't have hair, though, okay, apparently. Well, Artemis and Athena d don't mean anything in the context of our setting. No, not like, at all. We're not using actual... St it's just a goof. You it's know? just a goof. It's just fun. It doesn't matter. It, doesn't matter. it just works. It just works. I think if you start to unveil yourself as she's running, but she will pause and she'll see what's going on. And Sitting there, waiting. Because, you know, Athena is often an opener in conversation sure. of, out of necessity. So she wants, she wants her to come to her. Laverna seems like a person who likes to talk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Athena gleaned that in the very short time that they hung out together, for lack of a better word. So she thinks... If she starts talking, she might tell her a little bit of what she wants without her even having to ask. Are you trying to intimidate her here? Absolutely. Or? Okay, then I, I like this, so I would like you to roll intimidate. Four. Okay, this is going to be a test of wills for her. She got a three. Oh. So that is a success with no raise, but that means you can either distract her or make her vulnerable. We're not in combat right now, right. but this is just I'll, looser, like... I think I'd just like her to be flustered. Then distracted, I think, is a good is a good thing. Yeah, Laverna pokes her head around the corner and sees you coalesce, and the ball goes in your hand. She says, oh, that's a neat trick. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, so, uh, you're, uh, you're Artemis, right? Yes, I think you should know that. Because I'm the one who set up the meeting. I I I knew that. I did. And she's she's like still kind of half behind it, like poking out, sort she, of. So that she. She wanna come out here. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Takes quick steps back in there, and she's standing there next to the stool and sort of points out and says, "Oh, th this is uh, this for me here. This mine. Yes, it's yours. Oh, it looks right comfy. Thanks." And she sits down, uh, plops herself down in her. She crosses her one leg, and it's it's a little jittery. Okay. And she holds her hands there and says, Oh, I just, I know we're here for business and all, but I just gotta say, you got a great coat. Oh, That's a great coat. It looks so good. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when I got here, they're different. You know, I know they're different, but you clearly got some good style. You get some good ideas. You know, I do have some good ideas occasionally. Oh, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. And oh, I this think... is real exciting. Oh, this is real exciting for me. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> i'm sorry I, i'm real nervous <laughs> why oh i mean because you're our you know you're artemis that's that's really cool i never i didn't think i'd ever get to meet you you kind of like 
I mean, you're sort of like a boogie person, but I don't know. I just a boogie person. I don't know. I don't want to assume, but you know, it's just I Artemis. Think she, you're you're like Pantheon legend, you know? Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to gush. I'm just. Oh, I just, I'm, I'm, it's real I'm, nice to I'm meet you. I'm blushing. You can't tell. But... Oh, okay. Well, I'm real excited for whatever you got for me. Oh, you. This is such a treat for me. Well, it's funny you should say that because I'm actually here because you fucked up. You fucked up spectacularly. I had to come here from the fucking surface to sort this out. This was not an easy trip for me. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. What did I do? Well, what happened on your last job? Just give me a play by play. Well, I went uh, to fulfill the contract parameters, uh, which I did to the best of my knowledge. And what then were the parameters? To, I was supposed to go to a specified location for further instructions, and I did. And, and there's a pause, and she sort of stares off, and I woke up somewhere else and a lot of things were going on I don't quite understand where there's that gap of time what happened I I was and she sort of puts her hand up to her head and rubs it a little bit and says I was I don't know I was I went there and I must have passed out or some attacked me or So you can't remember at all, can you? And she sort of looks off to one side as almost like she's forgotten that Artemis is there having Hmm. this conversation with her. Well, I didn't know. I didn't say I didn't remember at all. I just, I know I went where I was supposed to go and then I woke up somewhere else. And she sort of trails off and doesn't come to a conclusion, but sort of like looks back to you. So you woke up, and then you... What happened then? There was this... I was in a warehouse, and there were a couple of these... uh, What do they call them? The, I don't know, police force, the cops, you know. The regulators. Yeah, them. Uh, There was a couple of them, and there was these people they were fighting, and I woke up, and I was sort of in the middle. But you didn't know what was going on? No, I just... Ma, I just ran. Mm-hmm. I just beat it. Cause. And then what happened? I got away. Oh, I don't think you got away. And she sort of blinks at you, and or you know, her her mask sort of makes a quizzical expression, and she looks down and sort of pats her body and tugs mm-hmm. at her clothes and says, "Well, I can't help not to be disagreeable with you or nothing, but I can't help but." notice that I'm still I'm here and I'm not and congrats for that that's oof that's that's beautiful that you've done that so proud you got caught by the regulators and now you're in a system it said that you referred to yourself as Laverna Pantheon agent and now Pantheon is in the system and that has just decimated my efforts to branch out into the city, making my job a million times more difficult. Do you understand what you, you've you done? Uh, there, there's silence 
for a bit longer and she says oh i did i didn't think uh i didn't think of it that way why would it make things that much harder i didn't do nothing this is an incredibly enforced area you know how on the top and surface it's like yeah they're the force no down here they are force they just take care of business so now you've endangered every operative in the city because now they're looking for us do you understand what i mean i mean yeah i do but i don't really see how that's much different than anywhere else they didn't really look for us before do you know how hard it is to run a company it's so fucking hard make me a persuade at plus two because i feel like it's a decent argument that's believable to her seven seven okay so you you get done talking and she leans forward on her stool a little bit rolls her fingers on the metal seat and it taps in the silent room well i'm uh, i'm breaking all all sorts of records and rules and things yeah so i think this is tough for me because i really don't want to be here it's a pretty shitty little town in the middle of fucking nowhere and it's very hard to get to i've got things I need to do before I can leave, and I'm just at a loss. I'm real sorry, um, ma'am. Ma she nods her head. Ma'am, I'm real sorry. I just, I, I don't know how I can make this right, but, uh, I love my job. I love what I do. You know, I, I'm real good at what I do. You, well, you know, you see my file. I've seen your file. You do seem pretty good at what you do yeah i am yeah i'm why? real good but i i've got some questions if that's all right um yeah yeah sure what can be done how can i help make this better what can be done oh i'm so glad you asked i was talking to my co-director and we've decided that we're going to give you a test to see if you're still fit to operate within our ranks if that's sounding agreeable to you it's something you're well suited for already so less of a chance you'll fuck it up she shrugs a little bit she hasn't really moved her posture at all she's just been very stationary um i would like you to make me a notice roll just a notice straight up nothing and Laverna is silent and thinks about things, and then she says, I mean, this is what I do. This is my life. I sure didn't try to fuck anything up too bad, but... Well, no one tries to fuck things up, generally. I, but sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? Go Make me an intimidate when you say that. Nine. Uh, you say that she her form sort of shrinks in on itself just a little bit and she says all right all right i i don't want i'm not trying to have the boogeyman down my back damn i think she just blinks once just not moving all right we what do you need me to do what can i do to make this better i don't but uh, how about you talk i don't have your dossier in front of me because this fucking city, I can't get a, I can't get a signal in it, and it's awful down here. So, 
Can you refresh my memory on who hired you and why did it tempt you down here? What what made it so worth it to make the trip? It's uh, pretty fucking out of the way. I was um She says I was it was a it was a contract on on the side. It was posted up on my page. Uh it was it was just a lot of money. It was a lot of money. It was far away, but the job description was basic. It was basically go here and be a be a be a what? Yeah, it was just it, you know, go here and that's really it. I'm gonna do a lie check on that. Okay. Eleven. Okay, so an eleven is a raise, almost two raises. Mm-hmm. She seems to be telling the truth. Hmm. But what she's telling you is like weirdly segmented yo, information. Yes. Weirdly Bye. segmented information that isn't super useful. Huh. She looks like she's thinking really hard about this, but it's kind of like if you'd ask somebody, if you're like, hey, what's two plus two? And they sat there for five minutes and was just like, five? Oh, so like me adding my dice totals? (laughs) You can have a many for that. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys, hit me with that self-deprecating humor. You know I'm a bitch for that. I'm pretty don't good though. at it. Don't, don't. I don't want to sit here and listen to you disparage yourself, your beautiful, perfect self. Okay, cool. I love you. I love you too. Um, but yeah, so you're you're sitting here and Laverna is giving you answers, um, which she believes are accurate, hmm. that appear to take her far more effort than they should. Oh, what was your last question? I remember. What did you ask her that she didn't already answer? Uh, how much money was it for? Seems like a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. It was, uh, well, it was going to help me settle some debts. You can pull up my profile. It's on there. Well, I can't do it down here, can I? I Just said the signal shit. Well, I know the signal shit, but there's there's hardwired connections. Oh, yeah, I'll just fuck off to the internet cafe down the block. Damn, sorry. Maybe you did some research. Said it was a big deal, but apparently it's not big enough a deal to look at my fucking profile, is it? Damn. I think her eyes, like, <laughs> flutter behind, like, she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> it's been a weird couple of days for me, so you'll forgive me if I don't remember the specifics. Also, worth noting, like, this is another piece of information that, like, she should be able to tell you. Like, the, she should yeah. she should be able to give you this without it. Like, it's weird that she's pushing back against uh-huh. this so hard. Well, I'm here to investigate some things... Besides you, so you're going to help me out with them. That's part of your test. Oh, uh, I'm all right. What do you need help with? Well, very specifically, I need help gathering intel on a man named Harlan Troya. She, uh, I think she pulls out a little flip notebook from her jacket pocket, flips it out, crosses one of her legs. So it's like a disembodied boot floating next to another boot. Gotcha. And just sort of like bouncing up and down a little bit as she sits there on the stool. Like nervously or just... Um, you, you can't tell, maybe. Mm, just bouncing. Probably, maybe it's like a little nervous habit and it's a little nervous. Just nervous habit. Because fucking Baba Yaga sitting right across from <laughs> you. Harlan Troya, he works at the Golden Lotus Casino. He's some sort of pit boss or something. I don't really know what he's connected to yet, but I need... <laughs> Well, that's what you're here for. I need all of his shameful dirt 
I want to know everything about him. What are his habits? What are his aliases, if he has any frequented locale allies? What can he do? Because you and I are going to kill him. So this whole time you've been talking and she's, you know, looking down and writing. Uh, and when you say kill him, she looks up and her mask is a little more surprised. And she says, well, you know, um, at the end there, I was going to ask you if this is an ex-boyfriend or someone that you're trying to get hooked up with. But it looks like I was going in the wrong direction. huh? Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he also apparently he likes to go um, <laughs> that big crystal fucker in the east city with the he likes to bet on whatever the fuck they do there oh that's some legwork done for you you're welcome oh all right um so you're just looking for info just information dossier i need to know everything about him that you can possibly dig up i can surely try good good i'm glad we're i'm glad this is coming out so well yeah, I mean, not easy access to electronic information. That's going to make it a little harder. Mm. But I can definitely follow him and maybe get some stuff like that, you know? I think that would be very good. All right, um, sure. Uh, so what's, uh, what's job pay? Well, the job pays in a way that you continue to be able to operate as a Pantheon agent. Why, are you going to shake me down for free labor? Do you want me to remind you how bad of a situation you've put me in? All right. All right. I don't think I need to retread that. Damn. Sort of angrily scrawls a few things in the notebook and flips it closed and stuffs it in her pocket. <laughs> crosses her arms and sort of huffs in on herself. <laughs> Pouting. Oh, she's <laughs> super pouty. Oh, like, almost comically so. Fuck. Got any errands for me to run? Pick up your dry cleaning, polish your boots, anything like that? Well, you can untwist your panties for a start. Or I guess you're not even wearing them, are you? I think that gets you a a quirk from the mask. And she says, is that a come on? Because that don't really match this situation very well. Then you should know it's not. Mm. <clears throat> all right, well, is that all? How are you going to contact me? How are we going to do this? We're on a bit of a deadline, and I don't even know what it is, so the faster the- Well, problem is, you can't learn everything there is to learn about a person in blink of an eye. It what? takes time, it takes resources, how, energy. How much time would you need, Laverna? Well, God, I don't know. I mean, down here, I don't have easy access to electronic information, so everything I can dig up is either going to have to be a hard copy pulled from some fucking mushroom files, or I'm going to have to be there in person and hear it or pull it out of them or something. So, down here? A while, maybe. Days? Weeks? I'll try to make it days. How about... I will give you... A week and a half is about all I can muster on that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you're looking to establish, uh, schedule, things like that, that's the type of thing you gotta watch for weeks. I can tell you where he goes in seven-day period. Might, might not mean anything. Might not be different. Maybe he's on vacation. Fuck if I know. Damn. But this information will be very, very good. And I know you're gonna do such a good job. All right, well, how do I know you're satisfied? Because if I do this for a week and a half and I come back and I give you all the stuff and you're like, oh, well, this isn't what I was looking for. Is that supposed to be my voice? 
I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> oh. Shut up. I don't stealth. I don't. I don't talk to people. I don't want people to look at me. No, oh, but you seem to love a chat. Well, I don't know. Thought it'd be. I was hoping I'd be more excited the first time I got to meet the famous Artemis. But this kind of sucks. You're kind of a bitch. Wow. And I know it's probably stupid for me to say that standing here and you can just chop my head off or something if you want to, but it seems like you need me for at least a little while, so... No, you know what, Laverna, it's not a stupid thing to say, because maybe I am, but I've got a lot of things on my to-do list. I'm very flattered that you wanted to meet me. Is that a bit of a come on? Well, I'm not sure now. But... I think she does wink at her through the mask. Well, I'm just getting all sorts of confused, so... I think you'll know that I'm quite satisfied with the results of this when Troy is dead. And that's what this information will facilitate. Why you want to kill him anyway? No, I mean, not that I care. And, and first time I kill somebody, but I don't usually take hit jobs. I guess that's kind of what you do, though. It's mostly what I do. But I don't think you really need to know the specifics right now. Maybe after he's dead. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe you'll glean something in your research. Alright, so you want me to look into Harlan Troya and find out everything I can about him? Well, mm -hmm. I don't normally get my hands too dirty, but yes, ma'am. Happy to be on board, I guess. I think her, her, the reflection of her eyes, like, kind of bow up, like she's smiling a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she nods, but she doesn't say anything. Here's what I want to do. I want to teleport out very ominously and spooky as I say a thing to her. Is okay. that a thing I could do? Yeah. Roll for your teleport first. That's a pretty good teleport. What'd you get? A 16. Oh, wow. That's really good. That's a pretty good teleport. Several reasons. So one less power point. One less power point. Goes real far. She stands up from the chair and she dusts off her coat, though it's new and not dusty at all. <laughs> but Laverna doesn't know that. That's true. And as she walks forward, her legs start to dissolve first as she's walking forward. And it kind of, the black cloud of smoke goes up her. She gets over to Laverna as she's dissolving and she puts a dissolving hand on her shoulder. And the mist just goes up her entire body. And the last thing that Laverna sees are her, her glowing eyes. Well, this has been a lovely chat, Laverna. Thank you for your time and... Remember, this is your one and only chance. Don't fuck it up. I know more than one way to make an invisible girl disappear. Thank you for listening to this episode of Neon Heat. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find our website at rpg4youandme.com, where we update weekly with new episodes, character art, and bios. Neon Heat features the music of the very talented Crockett, who you can find at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at Crockett80s. This episode also includes a special composition by Busted Boot Music, who you can find at bustedboot.bandcamp.com. We're on Twitter, at rpg for you and me, and Allie is at UC the Hat, where she posts art from the show. 
Allie also runs a side campaign for me that's available to our Patreon members, and you can find us there at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Any support means the world to us, and it makes it easier to make a quality episode every week for you. If you like the show, the best way to support us is to leave a five-star rating and review, but even more importantly, tell a friend about us. If you're looking for more Savage Worlds content, please check out Sounds Like Crows. It's an actual play Deadlands Reloaded podcast about five brothers on a quest for revenge in the supernatural Wild West. The cast is outstanding, and the audio and editing quality is cinematic and top-notch. The game marshal Caleb Sunstead is extremely talented and dedicated. They just started their fourth season, so there's plenty to catch up on. With all that out of the way, thank you again for listening. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so it means the world that you spent a little bit of your day with us. See you next week.